Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to the BetUSNBA show. Monday through Friday, we are your place for all the information, angles, and best bets you need. Although, I guess it's not Monday through Friday. We're taking days off. Whenever there's basketball games, that's where your place for all that good stuff. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, two of the very best handicappers you can find in the Twitterverse, Mr. Chris Farley, Bets Farley, and Ski Profit. Gentlemen, it was a great game last night, and I'm just looking quickly to see what bets you have. I know they won because we haven't lost a bet on the show in a week. We are 13-0-1. This is the sound of me knocking on wood because I am not an NBA announcer talking about free throws right now. This is definitely not going to jinx things at all. But it looks like you both had Nuggets first half. Chris, you had the over there. Um, I had a Nuggets team total over myself. You know, my thought going into the series really was that uh, both of these teams, especially when they're playing in Denver, are going to be happy to push the pace. Um, You've got a Lakers team that knows they have to run to get easy points in transition, that knows they have to attack a defense early to get their best looks. And again, the Nuggets are always happy to run, take that altitude advantage and, you know, kind of turn it into something they can do it with. And uh, that's what we saw last night. It was a really fast-paced game. Denver, Denver came out real hot, but then the Lakers snuck back at the end. What did you learn last night, Chris? Oh, man, so much, right? Uh, first of all, I love that angle on the Nuggets in a game one of a series. That's the third one in a row where they won by margin. And they're averaging um, uh, a margin of 16 and a half in each first half of the first game of each series. So look out for that for Denver if they are in the finals. Uh, but yeah, we saw we saw that potent Denver offense really take off, right? And that that's who they've been all year at home. Um, a lot of their statistics that you know, make them look so good offensively are skewed really high because of their home performances, because they're not always that effective on the road, but you just, they almost seem unstoppable. And I really liked that angle on the Nuggets last night early and for the over because I think it's jarring for a lot of teams the first time they face this Denver team in Denver. And the Lakers, this version of the Lakers, hadn't seen Denver since January 9th prior to last night's game, right? So it did appear jarring. But one thing I saw as this game started, you know, going, and I'm sure Ski saw it too, Lakers starting to figure some things out, right? We saw them outscore the Nuggets 72-60 to 60 in the second half. Saw some matchup advantages there. They found one, found one with Hachimura, I think. Um, they're going to adjust and they're going to get better defensively and they're going to get better offensively. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be on the show tomorrow, so I'll just say it now. I, I already like the Lakers tomorrow. That's the side I'll be looking at. I'm seeing it starting to be juiced up on that side too. So maybe we get uh, a five or four and a half here soon, but I think the next game is going to be a lot more competitive. It was a wild start for Denver. I'm not sure if Jokic got the triple-double in the first half, but he had a double-double at the end of the first quarter, some sort of absurd amount of rebounds where um, somebody pulled it for me. And I think at the end of the first quarter, Jokic had more rebounds than the entire Lakers team, which I, I still don't know how to put that together or wrap my head around that. But, yeah, like you said, Chris, um, Lakers going to halftime, come back out. The shooting starts to level out. You know, the Nuggets finished the game shooting 55%, I think, after being in the high 60s for the first half. The Nuggets uh, shot – I'm sorry, the Lakers shot – the ball well as well there 55 percent almost really good from three and now ski i know that you had to bet against your lakers team but you know what did you think of the effort last night i thought it was good that um just to see them locked in i mean we've seen in previous series now they've been up 1-0 and stuff like this they've kind of checked out a little bit but lebron and ad look pretty good what do you think of the series and um what'd you learn um well first of all i, I feel like i'll try to be nice here i mean Think about it a little bit. Darvin Ham, he just didn't make the best decision uh, as far as starting three guards out there versus a lengthy Nuggets starting five. 
that's why you see them grabbing every single rebound out there. Like, I don't know what he was expecting to get from that small ball lineup. But like you said, like you guys both mentioned, as the game went on, they started to play with some more length. And it started to bother the Nuggets a little bit more. They took Anthony Davis off of Jokic and, you know, kind of floated him in the back, leaving Aaron Gordon alone. And um, that helped out the defense. Uh, Rui kind of held his own. I do expect Jokic to figure him out as the series goes on. But just to what Chris was saying, the Lakers are figuring some things out. Darvin Ham said there's even more adjustments that they didn't want to, you know, tip their cap this early in the series that they can make. I think the Lakers can still a game on the road, and I don't think the Nuggets will win a road game. So I still think the Lakers are alive to win the series. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to see, you know, what do you think, Ski? Is it do we see maybe a little more Vanderbilt next game? Um, a little more use of Rury because you know they tried to be a little bit bigger, but there's not a, really a, a backup center here for the, the Lakers. It's playing a ton of minutes. Uh, what do you think the adjustment is? Who would you put in the starting lineup? Um, I like Rui. Um, I did like seeing Vandy on uh, Murray a little bit, but then you have to worry about the offensive end there. So I think Rui has to get a lot more minutes, probably start. And D'Lo, he's he's a liability on defense. And going up against Murray and, you know, all those guys over there, maybe you have to take him out and go for a guy like Schroeder. So I am expecting some changes to that starting five for sure. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It doesn't look like Russell did. Russell didn't play the entire fourth quarter and a little bit towards the end of the third. So um, some pretty interesting changes there. Like you said, they kind of look like they dumped um, Russell, put basically Schroeder in there. And, um, you know, again, went a little bit bigger, bigger without kind of putting a big man, if you will, put Russell on the bench, um, a lot more Reeves and stuff like that. So an interesting start to the series. We'll see how it goes. Um, one game tonight. We'll jump into that in just a second. But as always, let's take a look at our best bet record. And again, uh, just been a great last couple months, a great last couple weeks. Um, we're now, what is that, 25 games over 500. Chris and Josh continue to fight it out for best record for the season. They're just about tied, I think, at this point. Josh might be a half game ahead of you, Chris. I'm too lazy to do the math. But uh, a really fun battle for you guys. A great um, record for the show here. Let's jump into tonight's game. The first game of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Miami Heat, your road team, the Boston Celtics, the home team, Boston an eight-point favorite, minus 340 on the money line there. The total sits at 211. And again, game one of the series here, the Celtics coming off a not-so-strenuous game seven at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Heat fairly rested here. Um, we all kind of have the same angle in this spot, but I'll start here with you, Ski. Um, you know, I, I know that you have that number in front of you, how teams do off get after game sevens and game one, but you may be a little bit worried this might not be as uh, good as maybe that spot is historically, knowing that the Celtics really only played three quarters of basketball and didn't have to go anywhere. So, um, Ski, what do you think of this game and uh, the matchup in general? I love that, uh, you know, I don't even have to say anything to you, Alex. You just come to expect me to have all the numbers ready to go. I know you have. <laughs> right there in front of you. <laughs> um, road teams, when their opponent is coming off of a game seven, and the conference finals or finals are nine and two against the spread. So that would bowl well for the Miami Heat. Something else that bowls well for the Miami Heat in this one. They have the rest advantage, right? They have four days, I think, in this one. Going all the way back. About six seasons to the 2017 season, they are 23-6-1 against the spread and 22-8 and uh, straight up when 
And let me just get this correct. I don't want to give you guys bad info. I did just pull it up and take your time. No rush. So since 2017, when they have three or more days rest, they are 23, six and one against the spread. And if they're underdog in those games, they're 10 and two against the spread, 83.3%. So that kind of just tells me what I already know. When Spo has time to prepare for a team, the other team is in trouble. Like um, he's really good at making adjustments and um, he's just really good at, he's just a really great coach in general. He's the best coach, in my opinion, left in the playoffs thus far. So I trust him. You have guys like Jimmy Butler talking, you know, really strong about their chances in this series, um, saying that they're going to come out and throw the first punch and be the better team and be the best best and first one to four. He says he likes their chances, and I always like to hear that because out of everybody on the court, you know, you can make your cases as far as who you think is the best individual player, but I know who the player is that I trust the most this time of the year, and that's going to be Jimmy Butler. They have the coaching advantage. Missoula has just been like he doesn't he takes way too long to make adjustments. For example, why did it take forever for him to start playing Robert Williams in that series last versus the Sixers? So I just don't have a lot of confidence in what he's doing over there. Um, Not the same Celtics team that was dominant last year. So I think the Heat are live. If they're going to win a road game in this series, I think it should be this first game where they have the rest advantage, et cetera. And um, just the Celtics coming off back-to-back or having to win back-to-back games to even be here, I don't know how much focus level um, is going to be there for this first game. So I think the Heat are the right side. If I have to look at the total, I'd probably look towards the over just because um, I don't really trust Boston to be locked in defensively. And the Heat are a team that's shown that they can put the ball in the basket from three. And um, two eleven and a half seems like too small of a number. So Lean either full game over, Heat team total over. But for the show, I know I'm going to be rocking with the Heat plus the points. A ton of good stuff there. I couldn't agree with you more about the Spolstra aspect and the way he's able to sort of control games and come in with adjustments. You've got Jimmy Butler, who could easily be the best player in the series now. I'm excited to see which Jason Tatum we get. I mean, that fourth quarter game six against Philadelphia and what we saw in game seven, I mean, is that just a short blip or is that you know one of those moments where we look back historically and we go, this was the moment for Jason Tatum. This is when he took that step up. He really rose his game and not only was making shots but just having the guts to take some of those moves and move forward but in general I think the series is going to be fairly even it's just a great matchup for Miami Miami and Boston are happy to just kind of play the same game here Boston generally enjoys having more perimeter defenders more shooters and the advantage shooting three-pointers every night not against the Miami Heat they're not it's just going to be a really fun series and agree with you on the total lean towards the over there again if you're playing overs here I think you start to stack up some alts because when this number goes over it's going to be go way over there might be a night we see 103 pointers shot by both of these teams here now we'll need some pace or something to get to that but i like a lot of those angles and i love the heat here too a kind of really nice bounce back spot for them i have this number closer to five you know maybe five and a half six as i start to tweak some stuff so really like the heat here plus eight as well chris what do you think of this game in the matchup yeah that's exactly where i have this line too and i know you mentioned alex we haven't lost for a week so now, now we're all on the same side. So hopefully, uh, hopefully all, all you know, continues to go in that direction. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a number of things I like about the Heat tonight. You know, similar to the things you guys were saying. First of all, they they have a way of intimidating their opponent. I mean, we saw them against a Knicks team that prides themselves on being a physical unit, uh, 
And the Knicks were shook. You know, Julius Randle was shook. Jalen Brunson really only had one big game. Uh, you know, R.J. Barrett was just kind of his usual self all over the place. <laughs> but, you know, to what Ski said at the end of um, his segment, I mean, yeah, Boston can rise to the occasion, right? And Tatum, uh, as you said, Alex, rose to the occasion in Game 7 against Philly. But sometimes it seems like if there's not a certain level of obvious motivation there for the Celtics team, they just don't show up with the same kind of energy. And, you know, Spolstra has proven now in two straight series that the reason why he's one of the brightest coaches in the game is because he can adjust for his opponent. He can adjust for his opponent in a particular game or situation. And he's going to throw out some defensive schemes tonight that are going to confuse Boston. He does it every single time. The Heat won game one in their other two series. And to Ski's point, not only do they have four days rest, uh, but in the actual NBA playoffs, the Heat have played 11 games. Celtics have played 13, right? So it's going to start to wear in the Celtics a little bit. Uh, tougher tougher series for them. I just trust the Heat in this spot. We're getting eight points. Like you, Alex, I have this around five and a half. Celtics are off that emotional win, and we just saw we just see this from them, right? And it's usually their defense that goes away, which is why I agree with you guys. I kind of tilt this game to the over, but their defense just hasn't been as consistent. Their offense is there. They still have 118 offensive rating, something like that, synonymous with the regular season. But their defense can just go away. We saw a ton of open looks for Philly, a ton of open looks in the previous series for Atlanta. Uh, and you can't do that to the Heat because the Heat are going to lock you down on defense, too. And they have pretty good shooters when you give them open looks. So I, I think the Heat could just, you know, no one really understands what Spolster is going to do. You know, we're just fans and betters, right? He's going to do something pretty advanced, I think. But I think he's going to try to push Boston to the outside. And that's going to work for the Heat in this game, too, because Boston is going to get rattled a little bit by what Jimmy and the Heat bring to this. And then you're nervously shooting three-pointers and overly depending on them. So a lot to say. We all like the Heat. Let's go Miami tonight, at least a close game for the NBA audience. Yeah, Mark here, he's got eight and a half somewhere. Did we miss eight and a half? Eight. But I think eight's still still good enough. But um, let's flash the official bet here. I've got a couple more questions for the guys, but dump any questions you have in the Q&A, um, and we'll get to them quickly. But Heat plus eight for all of us. If there's an eight and a half out there, great. Don't buy that half a point if you have to. Just take the heat at standard less juice. Eight should be fine. And, um, you know, Ski, I'll go to you here first quickly. Uh, you in intimated that, you know, if the Heat have a chance to win a game in Boston, this might be it. Are you sprinkling the money line tonight? Um, I have the Heat to win the series at plus 450. Ooh. So I feel like I'm already, you know, involved on the money line for this game one. So if I didn't, would I be betting the money line? Absolutely. I like that quite a bit. And, um, you know, Chris, you talked about this yesterday, I believe, but you've got a series bet here as two. You like the heat or at the very least to make this a long series, right? I do. Uh, I did sprinkle on the money line tonight um, at one sports book that I use. I just have like a bunch of bonus money. So I just use that <laughs> for it. Uh, but, you know, you get a pretty good price tonight at plus A, something like 250 265 something like that. And, yeah, you can – I mean, there are a number of different ways you can look at this series. I think Heat and six or Heat and seven makes sense. Of course, if it's Heat and seven, then that has to go back to Boston. So that's a disadvantage. Maybe you like Heat and six, you can get a better number there. Because Boston is obviously going to win a few of these games. They're a really good team. But um, I, I think the value is there for Miami. Uh, I like them at a plus two and a half, too. I talked about that on yesterday's show. Um, again, the Boston allowed Atlanta to win two, Philly to win three. And almost blew that game against Philly. They were losing it. 
before they were um, almost losing at the half, I believe. So uh, they're going to let the Heat into this game, and the Heat are going to take advantage. We've seen it before. So I, I really like plus two and a half, but you're getting a little bit of an inflated number with that. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me, and I do like that. Um, if you're going to play the Heat, Ski, did you have a chance to bet any like alt spreads, like maybe Heat minus one and a half games? Basically, the Heat win in six, you know, close it out in their home home court. Did you ever, did you think about that or have a chance to do that? No, I didn't get greedy with it. Um, I'd be curious what price you'd get for Heat minus one and a half. Um, I guess it'd be. <laughs> I was just, you know, I was satisfied with the plus four fifty price. I put a couple units on there. And um, figured I'd just write that out. I didn't want to get too greedy. <laughs> I'll say this uh, too from 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 the Monday show, or I'm sorry, from the Tuesday show. Where you know now, now the Lakers are at much better value, right? Like you were getting the Lakers in the series at what plus two twenty, something like that. Uh, you know now they're up there. They're up there to win the finals. So just like we said yesterday, Denver won. This would be the spot to take the Lakers if you still like them. I'm trying to see if I can find. I'm just looking for the heat minus one and a half. I saw it earlier, but I did not want to misquote what's going on here. Oh, they, it looks like they only have the plus one and a half. I mean, even plus one and a half is plus 160. So minus one and a half if this full series price is 400. I like that. Hunt around for that a bit. Let's get into some questions, though. Got a couple here from the chat. Mr. Urka. And again, we love it, guys. And he asked for these player props. Put the numbers there. Helps us a bunch. What do we think of Jason Tatum under 45 and a half points, rebounds, and assists? You know, Ski, last round, this was an overbet blindly. Even when he wasn't scoring, there was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten rebounds in there. So assist you know what do you think of Tatum I know you like over for the game but do you think he has you know the same impact in all three categories um well I didn't look specifically into player props I would say I I do remember that his rebounds and assists has been pretty consistent lately um I want to say he's been getting like 15 plus game after game so um I probably look towards rebounds plus assists especially if I like the Miami side tonight I don't be rooting for too many Tatum points yeah, um, taking a look at his game log here pretty quickly just to double check. Yeah, 18 rebounds and assists. I'm looking at 15, 15, 24, 15, mm-hmm. um, 10, basically the lowest in that last series against Philadelphia. Going back to the previous series, 11 was the lowest there. So that's a really nice angle, rebounds and assists, because you know everyone's looking at the points there. But um, like that angle, that's interesting. Chris, what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I kind of like it, of course. My last advice on a prop was to be careful with Jokic's rebounds in last night's game. (laughs) He got got like 16 in the first half. So uh, I don't know if you should be accepting prop advice from me right now. I mean, I I would lean to the under on Tatum. I think it's just a perfect um, psychological matchup for the Heat. You know, the Heat are bullies, right? Jimmy Butler, just their mentality out there. They make you work for rebounds, for shots, for loose balls. You know, they take um, charges. Uh, so I, they're going to get in Tatum's head. And so for the Celtics sake, I, for Celtics fans sake, I, I hope that, that Tatum is at the next level of his game because he's going to need to have a lot of poise and game one, I would lean under, but I think the number's right. Uh, Phil M asking more of a strategy question here. You know, you come away from that series against the Sixers. Do we think it was more about what Boston did defensively here against Joel Embiid or James Harden, um, or simply just the two of guys having an off series? Because you know, it's all going to come down to Jimmy here. And you know, what did we learn last series? What, what do we think Boston does against Jimmy in this series? Chris, how do you think that matchup goes for the Celtics? What, what do they try to do to slow Jimmy Butler down, and can they? Ooh, 
Yeah, I, I don't know if they can. I mean, we, we've seen Boston, when they absolutely need to, really lock down and really make life difficult for the for the other team's best players. And in that last series, it was partially James Harden, partially the Boston defense. But I would say it was, it was a lot of the Boston defense when it came to Embiid. You know, they just threw a bunch of different looks at him. And in the, in, the, in the game's more pivotal moments, they did that really well, which is credit to the Celtics and their team chemistry and how well they can play defensively. But we haven't seen anybody be able to really stop Jimmy Butler or even limit him. Uh, he, he's he's just a creator out there. He's going to pass it to the right guy or shoot. So you know, right now, I'm in awe of the way Jimmy Butler is playing, and I'm not going to suggest that any defense is going to you know completely shut him down. Yeah, Ski, we know you like Miami in the series, but do you have any hesitation about Boston's ability to you – know, they have some big bodies. They can throw Marcus Smart at them. They can throw Jalen Brown at them. I'm curious to see if we can see even some Grant Williams, maybe Tatum's on them a little bit. But as good as any team can, they've got the bodies to kind of throw at them. What do you think of that matchup? I don't think anybody's keeping Jimmy quiet. I think, you know, Jimmy's going to do what he does consistently. And um, comparing them to Harden – I just think that's like a whole 360 or however you want to call it. Because Harden has shown time and time again how he can't be trusted in the playoffs the more they're going on. And Jimmy's been the complete opposite. So, no, I don't think they'll keep Jimmy quiet. It's not a great comparison. It's like comparing apples to oranges that rot under any pressure whatsoever. But um, I think maybe what we see is maybe a little bit of a different Jimmy Butler. I don't expect him to be posting up as much and kind of bully balling these guys. I think we'll get to see him on the perimeter a little more. But I agree. I think it'll be a good series for Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, Mark Holmes, again, just kind of in general, what do we think of player props tonight? Ski, I know you didn't have a chance to look. Um Maybe give you a second to think of one or two if you do have some angles. Chris, any player props for you, um, you know, that maybe we could just avoid your advice, like Jokic. <laughs> yeah, avoid, <laughs> avoid, avoid my advice or take it. You know, it's up to you. It's just information. I mean, Jimmy Butler, game one against the Bucks, 35 points, 11 assists. Game one against the um, – uh, who, the, who the hell did they face in the last series? Um, game one against the Knicks – uh 25 points 11 rebounds so in 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 game one jimmy butler is gonna you know show the world why he's kind of alpha on the court that's what he does so i like jimmy's over 40 and a half that seems like a pretty humble pra it's just sometimes it's like rebounds or assists with him um not a ton of triple doubles so i would look at that but again i'm not the guy for this look at somebody who does this like 100 percent of the time Again, Ski, I know you weren't up at four in the morning looking at this stuff, but any general thoughts on player props for the people? Um, I would just go with that Tatum rebounds plus assists. If it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of a deal. Makes a ton of sense and touches quickly on, um, you know, saturated ass, you know, can the Heat prevent Tatum from getting his 10-plus rebounds? Maybe, but I don't think so. We all like the, the rebounds and assists over there for him. I think he just continued to play that Tatum angle. Um, you know, series MVP, this is something you can bet on. Jimmy Butler or Jason Tatum. Uh, Ski, my guess is you want to go here with Butler because you like Miami to win the series. I'm sorry, I missed a question. Butler or Tatum? Uh, yeah, conference finals MVP. Um, yeah, I'd have to go with Jimmy Butler. You're right. If I like the Heat to win the series, it has to be somebody from their team. And it's only one guy I see carrying the squad. That's going to be Jimmy Buckets. Man, you'll get a, a much nicer number on Butler. And there's really, 
you know, as you start to look down the list, it could be Jalen Brown. It could maybe even be Marcus Smart if he's good. If it's Miami, it's Butler, I don't know, nine out of ten times. Chris, what do you think of this? Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. Even even if he goes under in some of his averages, it, you know, uh, culturally, what he does out there on the court, scrambling after balls, that kind of thing, you know, he he's going to have the biggest impression on the series for the Heat. So you got to go Jimmy or nothing. Um, I wouldn't go Tatum because you're not going to get a good number on that. I would, you know, look at maybe the Jalen Browns or even, you know, something uh, random like a Derek White, you know, like a Robert Williams III, because they could come up big in key moments. Yeah, thanks for that question, Bruno. And finally here, Greg Quick asked, uh, what do we think of Tatum and Butler, 25-plus points? Um, you know, we talked about Tatum. I don't think any of us are really bullish on his points. Again, more rebounds and assists. But, you know, Chris, what do you think of these? I mean, that's you know probably going to hit. You know, Tatum's not going to score 50 tonight, but over 25 seems reasonable. And I like that the Celtics at least, you know, they don't give up on him anymore, right? Like if he – had that one game, I think it was game six, where he, he got like one point at the half, and then he came roaring back and still scored way into the 20. So they're going to keep on going back to him. They want him to be the man. This makes sense. Uh, but, if, again, if there's a game where he's going to experience some kind of negative regression, it's probably this one. Yeah, it makes sense. And, uh, Ski, again, what do you think of both of these? Mm, if I like the over in the game, I would agree with this prop. So. Tatum's in pretty solid scoring the ball, coming off of a 50-point game. I think you can keep it going and get at least 25. He'll have to score half as much. How hard could it be? Thanks, everybody, for the questions. We really appreciate it. Put the thumbs up while you're down there. Dump in a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, again, our best bets here for the show. We all like Miami tonight. Plus eight. Nice and simple and easy. Chris, me, Ski, give us the heat. And yeah, again, apparently there's some eight and a half floating around in there. So I'm not sure who likes the Celtics all this much, but maybe we'll get a little more heat. Don't be afraid to sprinkle the money line and all that good stuff there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you sign up for betustv.com slash join. They'll get you signed up for the BetUS Sportsbook. Lots of great offers there. Follow the show on Twitter as well as each of us. You can find Ski at Ski Profit, my, uh, Chris at Farley Bets, and myself at underscore noobs. Thanks, everybody, for watching. The team will be back for the next NBA game. Best of luck until then.